everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the best place oh, to yeah. listen to all your audio titles. You can't beat Audible. Audible yeah. lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. Right. They have it all. They offer an incredible selection across every genre from bestsellers, yeah. new releases, celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. If it's out there, they have it. I'm telling you, I spend so much time on Audible. I love it so much. So many titles for the show that we, all of our podcasts and everything else. It's just phenomenal for traveling. It's great. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. You're going to love it. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse pounding collection you can't hear anywhere else. Now, the title I'm listening to right now that I'm having a lot of fun listening to is The Devil in the White City, it's called. Oh. It's by Eric Larson. It's the story of H.H. Holmes all oh. around the World's Fair in Chicago and how right. he was able to get all this done because there was so much stuff going on. And it's right. really creepy and really great. Fantastic, uh, fantastic listen. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep for keep the it. entire catalog. Mm-hmm. You can have it. It's fantastic, including latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. That's audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. Now back to the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. When you get HubSpot Sales Hub, it's like getting a new teammate. An efficient, organized, helpful teammate who's also super easy to work with. The kind of teammate who reduces everyone else's busy work with a new prospecting workspace. A teammate who keeps the entire team focused and on track with easy-to-use deal management tools. A teammate who won't jockey for your promotion or microwave leftover shrimp scampi in the break room. Learn how you can close deals faster and crush your revenue goals with Sales Hub at HubSpot.com sales. And welcome back to Small Town Murder Express. Yay and choo-choo. Ah, yay indeed, Jimmy. Yay indeed. My name is James Petrogallo. I'm here with my co-host. I'm Jimmy Wisman. Thank you folks so much for joining us all aboard the murder train, mm. pulling away from the station for some crazy stuff today. As yeah. usual, we're going to a state we don't normally go to just because oh. there's nobody there and they don't yeah. commit a lot of murder. But wow, when they do, it's something. And today is uh-huh. something. Uh, they save it up for yeah. what it counts. Uh, very quickly here, shutupandgivememurder.com. What's there? Everything. Oh. Merch, shirts, yeah. all that stuff. But mainly, yeah. tickets oh. to live shows, hey. especially Chicago, August the 12th. Yeah. It's happening. Get get it your is. tickets right now. Yeah, yeah if, if you're listening early, you can get your tickets. Otherwise, it, it'll be on get Saturday. Get to the door. 
Get Jesus there. Christ. If you're listening before August 12th yeah. or on August 12th, get there. Chicago, it's going to be our biggest show mm-hmm. ever. We're doing a Chicago-only live show yeah. as well, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a very special occasion. ShutUpAndGiveMeMurder.com. You can also get tickets for Dallas, Atlanta, and Charlotte, and a few left in D.C. Everything else is sold out because you guys are awesome, Shit. so thank you for doing that. You also want Patreon. If you mm-hmm. want more stuff, we have more stuff. Patreon.com slash crime in sports which is the name of our other podcast that you should be listening to by the way but anyway uh, (laughs) patreon.com slash crime in sports anybody five dollars a month or above you get access to all of it the whole back catalog of over 200 bonus episodes to listen to and then new ones every other week they're going to keep stacking and stacking Mm -hmm. this week oh we have good stuff this week for crime and sports which of course you'll have access to we are doing theme park disasters Mm, part two part two part two because it was so sweet we had to revisit and yeah. uh, we're getting into more modern times in the in the new one here, part two. Sure. So people will launch far off of roller coasters. Yeah. And then for small town murder, people have asked for it a lot. The Stanford prison experiment, mm-hmm. which uh, what happens when you take a bunch of college kids and say half of you are prisoners, half of you are guards. Let's see how you treat each other. Holy shit. It's Probably wild. So yeah. we'll do that. No, it's terrible. It's yeah. worse <laughs> than you think. So we'll get into that. That's patreon.com slash crime and sports. And you'll get a shout out at the end of the regular show where Jimmy will mispronounce your name with a big smile on his face while he's trying to get it correct. So there's that. That said, I think it's time to dive in here because, wow, do we have a, a weird episode. Sure do. I think yeah. it's time to, let's all do it together, everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's all sit back. What do you say? Clear the lungs. There we go. Here we go. And hands to the sky. And let's all shout, shut, shut up, up and give me murder. murder. Let's do this, Jimmy. Okay. What do you say? Let's yeah. go on a trip, shall we? All, all right. right. We're going to North Dakota this week. Okay. Don't go there very often. I'll tell you something else. North. We've only been there three times in this entire show Mm. because there's not a lot of people there. It's very spread out. And most of the murders happen in like the small cities that are there, Uh which uh this one happened. We could have cheated and made the town where the people were. We'll talk about it. But where the things were found later on. We could have done that as the small town, but instead we're just going straight ahead and we're doing a town that's a little bit bigger than normal. But if you saw the main, like the city streets, it's not a metropolis. It really isn't. We're going to Bismarck, North Dakota. Oh, the old capital. It's the capital of North Dakota. Exactly. It's in southern North Dakota Uh because nothing is going to go too north because it's freezing (laughs) up there. There's no no civilization up there. Uh, Population of this, of of actual bismarck is seventy three thousand three hundred twenty one. holy so yeah not it's actually not too much bigger than we would right. normally you know do anyway but it's got to be the biggest fucking collection of north dakotans though right no it's like the third no? i think there's a no i think there's other ones but that are bigger somehow uh, a little really? bit bigger yeah i think so if that's your biggest city town but i don't think there's a million people in north dakota i think it's pretty maybe not yeah. pretty low in population median income in this town uh, median household income fifty seven thousand six hundred sixty so slightly okay. above the national yeah. average, pretty Do much right there. Median yeah. home price, $318,500. Oh so wow. expensive, but slightly below the national average as well. <sighs> yeah. uh, this place is about a little under two hours to Minot, North Dakota, which was our last episode. Yeah. yeah, that was a killer conspiracy. That was a good uh-huh. episode. So a little bit of history here. Why are people here? It's freezing. It's barren. Yeah. What are we doing well, here? Let's, there was let's a talk gold about rush. It. That's part of it. Uh, yeah. Things like that. This was, I guess, Lewis and Clark. Kind of oh, went through this area. Did they really? This was been, this was a Mandan Indian settlement. This okay. area here, and later 
different towns came in. Uh, there was a Northern Pacific Railway guy named Edwin Ferry Johnson. Sure, sure. He's Edwin Ferry Johnson, but he works for the railroad, not the ferry. He really right. messed up his profession. So they called it Edwinton after him oh. <laughs> for a while here around here, which is ridiculous. Is that how they did that trail? They went all the way the fuck up and then cut over rather than a up- diagonal? They, well, I don't think they went all oh, the way. This is probably a corner, huh? Because you yeah. kind of have to go around shit, too. Yeah. You, you, well, they went up the river was the thing. Right. They went Missouri River because yeah, they, yeah. they went as far as they could on the boats, and uh-huh. then they got out and had to walk the rest of the way Jesus. So once they got to mountains. So, yeah, you kind of went go where the river goes when it goes mm-hmm. to that. So in 1873, the railway named the city Bismarck in honor of the oh. G- German Chancellor Otto von Bismarck. That's why it's named Otto that. von Bismarck is yep. the reason for this. They hoped that this would attract German immigrants to the oh. area and then German investments in the railroad as well. They were literally trying to kiss German people's asses, <laughs> saying, please. They um, didn't foresee anything terrible happening out of that place. Strange. Huh? <laughs> it's not, not at all. They said, they're going to be great always. They won't start two world wars in the next hundred years. We've only and had two, you guys. <laughs> this is the only U.S. state capital named for a foreign statesman. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, most of them are there. Um, so reviews of this town we'll talk about. Here's mm-hmm. five stars. They love it. A lot of people really like it yeah, here. Big um, fans. Yeah, I absolutely love the simple town of Bismarck that's become my home. See, nobody mm-hmm. thinks of it as like a big city here. Yeah. Uh, it's full of the friendliest people I've ever met, and I'm glad to call many people in this small town my friends and or family. Okay, see there. She's from there, she's saying. North Dakota family too. That's right. North yeah. Dakota nice is a real thing, especially when you start to believe that common courtesies are a thing of the past. Not only are the people great, the rolling hills full of natural resources and endless farmland pastures remind me of the great exporting powers we have in the state. We consume so little yet produce so much. Wow. This is a commercial. We provide power and food to so many who will never even know where we are located on the map. <laughs> okay. Don't even know where you're getting all your good stuff, stuff yeah. you fucking losers out there. Uh, three stars. If you want to be an everyday person, this is the perfect city to live in. If you're afraid of death, you will be comfy here. The hell does that mean? What? <laughs> if you are afraid, if you are afraid of death, you will be comfy here. I guess there's not a lot of things well, to kill nothing, you there. Yeah, it's not dangerous. <laughs> there oh, it's are, fucking cold. Wow, you'll freeze to death. There are not many other things to do than get up, go to work, pick up your kids from school, take them to practice or whatever, go home, cook dinner, go to sleep, and repeat. That's what most people do anyway, no matter where right. they are. What, you could uh, even if you live in you know wherever you could Midtown Manhattan. You that's what you're still it's, doing. It's, yeah, it's still a, a kid. It's being a parent. <laughs> it's still life. Okay, here's two stars. I'll read yeah. some of this quote. Most kids turn to alcohol and drugs starting in middle school due to lack of things to do. Well, that's, that's terrific. Early. Uh, that seems like a lot. The people are here are very closed-minded, and it feels very stagnant. The people don't like growth or change, and I've seen license plates that say, Welcome to North Dakota, now leave. Like license plate holders, I guess. <laughs> Frames, yeah. The food is terrible, bland, and will give you diarrhea. That's a <laughs> See, that's a direct, straightforward... Some, that's information you could use right there that's, is what I'm saying. That's valuable for me. You can use right that. Now. Yeah. I don't need to know about all the other stuff. Will I get yeah. diarrhea if I eat here? That's important. Uh, everything is either closed or closes early on Sundays. The people are religious hypocrites who, fre- who frequent bars and engage in not only premarital sex, but brag about their sexual promiscuity. So it's a bunch of dudes. Wow. It sounds like a bunch of 
Probably got to be like outdoor workers there. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. Here's another two-star review. Two stars. Quote, I do not like this town. That's it. That's the, <laughs> that's the two stars I there. I do not like the color brown. <laughs> I do not like the color brown. I would not like it in a town. I would not like it in a gown. <laughs> would not like it up or down. <laughs> up or down. Holy shit, this is wild. So yeah. things to do here. This is. I would go to this because I've gone to a festival of this name. Mm-hmm. The Mac and Cheese Festival is here. You betcha. Yeah. I will, you will see me at the Mac and Cheese Festival. <laughs> You know, mac and cheese can be good. It's, there's really not much that's bad about mac and cheese. Yeah, it's hard to make it inedible, is what yeah. I'm getting at. You it's could like fuck it up, put yeah. weird shit in it, and make it yeah. inedible. But if you're just making a straight mac and cheese, mac and cheese, fuck. Let's I like macaroni. Yeah. I like cheese. Yeah. Let's put these things together. Yes, I can't think of a reason those two together no. would be bad. I went to a mac and cheese festival in New York, yeah. and we had we had uh, VIP wristbands, and we like I bought the extra thing for like twenty dollars. I had a like macaroni and cheese gift bag, v- front and center, baby. VI we'll cheese. I am VI cheese, baby. <laughs> they say this is the cheesiest event in Bismarck. All right, yeah, you motherfuckers. The first ever mac and cheese festival brought to you, presented by Dakota Community Bank and Trust, will take place. Oh. We've heard the Bismarck, Mandan, and Lincoln communities loud and clear. If you want more out-of-the-box community events that the whole family can enjoy, whether you're 7, 37, or 77, we think everyone can I, oh God, can agree that the mac and cheese-filled event is a Gouda idea. Yeah. You motherfuckers. <laughs> I knew they were going to stick a cheese pun in there. I could feel right it. Right at the end. I could feel it. It's a Gouda idea. Ugh. People are going to showcase their cheesiest, gooiest, most delicious macaroni and cheese creations. Plus, mm-hmm. there's, of course, a uh, competition where they're going to send their favorite mac and cheese dish to the World Food Championships. Wow. Which is the world's largest food sport competition. Gee, that sounds weird. Okay. Sounds like you have to throw food at people, doesn't it? That's larger than the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? I, apparently the world's largest food sport competition. It has right. to be. I Maybe more like participants, contestants maybe, probably. Because yeah. there's only like eight guys in that. So, right. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. That's uh, everybody watches it. Everybody, yeah, oh yeah. It's on, I don't think they have like television coverage. That shit's on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about a murder. What do you say, Let's Jimmy? Let's do it. Let's do this. Okay, here we go. Oh boy, this is a weird one. All right, let's go back in time a little bit, not too far. Mm-hmm. 1998. Mm-hmm. So. so it's far, but it doesn't feel twenty five years. No. Holy fuck! It's so it's, far. It's not black and white times. Right. It's not anything like that. There's a lot of footage, you know. Yeah, the Have internet a look exists. At a car. Have a look at a 1998 car and see how beat to living mm. shit that car is. That you was a long time like, ago. Pre or post internet, though, you know what I mean. At this yeah. point, like you yeah. could look at like the you look at the 50s as like pre and post television, you know, yeah. and like this is pre and post internet as the 90s. Like 92, right. no internet. 98, fucking AOL. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right. We're all there. It's all there. Yeah. Everyone has an Earthlink account, so we're yes. all we're all set. <laughs> uh, 1998. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple people. Gordon Gordy, everybody calls him. Yeah. Make it easy. Uh, Eric Stad. Uh, Eric Stad. Okay. E R yes. E R I C K S T A D. Eric Stad. Oh. Uh, or Eric Stad. Uh, Gordon here. Gordon Kent. Eric Stad was born in 1945 in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, Devil's Lake. That's right. Everybody's got a Devil's Lake. Everybody's got it. Uh, He attended school. He graduated in 63, went into the Army, uh, Uh served a tour in Korea, and then was discharged in 67 and went to the Dakota Aerotech 
uh, college in Fargo, where he graduated from there. Because he's yeah. going to be a helicopter mechanic here for a oh. long time. Yeah, he Whoa, does. Wow. Yeah, he does wild shit here. Now, Barbara, Barbara, Mar- uh, Barbara Marie Heckman. She's born a few years younger, four years younger than him. She is also from North Dakota. Her mother's name is Ethel. So, hell yeah, she's very midwestern. She, she went to uh, school in Valley City. She went to Dakota Business College in Fargo, oh, yeah. and graduated in 1969. And that's where Gordy and Barb met each other. Okay. They meet in Fargo in 69, and it is just, I mean, mm. love at first sight. By Jan- warm in winter. You have to. You need somebody yeah. to hold on Hell to yeah. here. By January 10th, 1970, they are married in Valley City. Really? Yeah. They, they live in Nebraska for a while. Oh. Then they move to Alaska for a while. Is Alaska. that right? Yeah. I, I don't know whether that's to temper themselves to the cold yeah. of North Dakota or what, but they do it. Then they move to Fargo, and then they end up. Finally, in 1973, they live in Bismarck and stay there. Okay. That's where they end up. They have three children. Mm-hmm. They have Michelle. We have Stacy. Those are the two older daughters. And yeah. then they adopt a son. Okay. A very, you know, baby. Not like when he's 12 Oh, or brand new. They adopt a baby boy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he, Gordy, uh, Gordy here, worked for the North Dakota National Guard as a, uh, he was a master sergeant and an aircraft mechanic supervisor for them. So worked his way up to that. And Barbara here, Barb worked for the Bismarck Tribune newspaper. And then she ended up uh, in the 90s. She's been working for Dan's supermarket. Oh. I think in the deli where she's been working. So, yeah. That's a good job. That's a good job. Yeah. So not bad. So they do do pretty well for themselves, these two, actually, too. They do... Pretty well. Um, he likes his his you know job doing sure. the stuff in the army. There, uh, his friend said he's a flight inspector for the guard. I think the mechanics who take care of the helicopters report to him. He has to sign off when they're ready to fly. So oh. he's the guy responsible and telling people to keep those blades. From that being plane crashes. Up. He's the first one they talk to. He, they talk right. They go, "Where's your yeah. report? You're the what guy the who fuck happened." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you signed your. Well, that's your signature <laughs> there on the bottom, saying "Ready to fly," right, Chief? Yeah. Let's talk to you. Um, he talked about his friend. Talked about taking uh, that he uh, that he was a Gordy's a meticulous, neat, organized, clean guy and calm. Better be as yeah. makes sense. Anybody dealing yeah. with aircraft at all, that seems all to be right. the that's the profile you want: meticulous, right. neat, organized, calm. Perfect. Meticulous first, calm second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of that. Meticulous, yeah. neat, organized. Those yeah. things are important on a plane. And calm, too, in case yeah, any yeah. shit goes yeah. wrong. So he said that uh, is talking about his friend and him went to Canada and they go on these fishing trips. And, you know, Jim had a, or uh, uh, Gordy had a new boat and they're living life. They're about really ready. getting after it. Yeah. yeah, they're they're talking about retiring in a few years. Oh, they're getting wow. there. They're they're in their fifties, you know. He's fifty three, yeah. fifty four, and she's like forty nine. So they're talking okay. about all right. Let's you know the next ten years. Let's see where we're going to end up. They have yeah. a cabin that they go to at Lake Fuck Isabel, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, they bought a new cabin so it's a little bit bigger, so they have more room. They awesome. want to eventually have a place for the grandkids to come hang out. Sure. And, you know, this is the this is what they're looking at here: a larger cabin. This one has a sand beach for the grandchildren on the Fuck. lake. Yeah, that's right. They're getting ready for retirement, doing their things. Gordy is really into besides his job. He likes hanging out with his friends. He likes going fishing. Yeah. He's a deer hunter. You know, he always he has all his deer rifles and shotguns mm-hmm. and stuff that he keeps and is locked up meticulously in his case and everything I like that. I bought one of those. I don't know why I have that. I will <laughs> never be able to shoot an animal. I already know I can't. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not. That's I'm not, crazy. I'm not the one. 
<laughs> people can do it and they're fine with it. And I'm not it, yeah. coming down on you. It's just not me. I'm, I'm right. like, I, I'm not. I'm more like, oh, look at that thing. Cool. Look at it eat. I see all the, yeah, I have deer all over my house. And I'm like, right. oh, I see the babies with the white spots all over them. I and I'm like, I, I don't want to shoot that. That's adorable. I'm going to get rid oh. of gun. I know. <laughs> Doesn't tempt you to go shoot an animal. No. Jimmy's going to be like, I'm going to go out there and do it. Why did I this buy this stupid thing? <laughs> so at this point, they're Gordy and Barb, their daughters. One lives in Fargo, one lives in Arizona. Oh. By the 90s. And then their son was born in 1980. So he's younger here. He just turned 18. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. talk about him. Brian John <clears throat> Erickstad here. So that's the adopted boy. Yeah. That's the boy. Yeah. Here, uh-huh. Brian. And uh, he doesn't know he's adopted for a long time. We'll talk about oh, that. Oh, which can't is do weird. That. Because we just had that in another episode, yeah. too. A girl who had didn't know she was adopted. Can't so, do that. Not on purpose. That's just a weird yeah. theme. So, sometimes it's birds. Sometimes it's adoption. We can't tell you what the theme's <laughs> going to be. We have no fucking idea. It just dad, pops up. My dad was adopted when he was a kid. They didn't tell him until much later. And it fucked him up. It's not good. Yeah, you yeah. want to tell him that immediately. You yeah. know? So I think, I don't know, I'm not a psychiatrist. Uh, seems, like, seems like it's the best Seems like it's, it's what it would seem like. So they all live at 245 Laredo Drive. It's a very uh-huh. nice upper middle class neighborhood. Yeah. You know, Brian couldn't have asked for better. He's got like older parents who have yeah. money and they dote on him. And, right. you know, he's spoiled, I guess you could they say. They got a sand beach cabin, James. That's what They're I'm saying. Doing great. He's not, he's, for an adopted kid, that's really yeah. fallen into the right hands. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he really yeah. did. This isn't bad at all. So here's a story that friends tell about Brian here. Uh-oh. Brian, the whole time this I'm reading this, I have fucking 18 in life in my head, Skid Row. That's Brian. <laughs> Brian was a young boy. That's all I can think in my head. Tell me he's got a heart of stone, James. He's got a heart of stone. <laughs> Did he live nine you. to five and work his fingers to the bone? Worked his fingers to the bone. <laughs> he had no money. No, no, no good at home. <laughs> Oh God! Martha Street's a soldier. I don't know how the fuck. This world Se- alone. Sebastian yeah. Bach is my height. How the fuck does he, does he talk and and sing that like high? that? Yeah, oh, I don't know. That's wild shit. There's, I can't get that yeah. high. That's crazy. There's a few guys I'm not a that singer can do either, that. It's so very know. impressive. It's strange. It's a very yeah. strange. It is impressive. It's just wow. How do you do that? So, <laughs> anyway, here's a story that they were on a vacation here, uh-huh. and they ended up they're like at Lake Isabel where they had their cabin okay. there. And Brian accidentally tipped out of a slow-moving boat oh. into shallow water by the by the shore uh-huh. here. He's like 13. Uh-huh. So he's in his street clothes, you know, wet. Oh, so he walks out of the soaking wet and walks up to the plate glass patio door of the cabin. And the neighbors, the friends of the parents here, said that he pounded on the door until it broke because it was locked. Uh-huh. Rather than knock on it and wait for them to come answer... He pounded on it until he broke a plate glass sliding door wow. there and cut himself to shit because that's wow. what plate glass does. Yeah. And he, they said he cut his arms to the bone. He had oh, huge Jesus. gashes all over. Yeah, he could have killed himself. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. And he said that you know Barb and Gordy were are just really good people. They did everything for that boy. They had to drive him 50 miles to the emergency room after that. Wow. You know, talk about the weekend being over. Yeah, the interior Ma- car fucked up. Massive bleeding. Uh, also, they stood by him when he has some other problems as a kid here. Brian, Brian's a little bit of a, of a fuck up here. Um, he did a stint at the Youth Correctional Center in Mandan and the Prairie Learning Center in Raleigh, North Dakota. Oh, boy. And has, I guess, had some 
It's just some jail here and there, picked up on theft charges, uh, possession of stolen property charges. These are all his his juvenile arrests. He doesn't even have to. No, 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 he doesn't. He's just, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's got a heart of stone. It's just, it's just him. Mm. Brian's just an idiot, so I don't know what his deal is. <clears throat> so they said that the the all the friends at Gordian Barb were just, you know, crestfallen about this shit because they yeah they treat him nice and they do good things for him and he acts like an asshole and they don't understand it the other two girls there were fine they raised them nice and they grew up fine and then we got this asshole now so he started using uh started drinking and smoking weed by age 13 in in accordance with that review that lines up perfectly with that person's review that's eighth grade yeah there you go So by 16, he's every weekend, he's going on drinking binges, and he's also moved on to meth as well. Yeah, meth. Wow. Full on into meth now. Not 16. I feel like we've skipped a few chapters to get to yeah. meth, right? That's yeah. a, yeah, that's yeah. a lot. three years, weed to meth? Weed to meth. He was also by that time doing acid, uh, popping shitloads of prescription pills, whatever he okay. could get his hands on, and also doing PCP. Which oh, in the '90s, PCP wasn't PCP because that's when I was doing dust. It was dust. It's fucking yeah. formaldehyde that they it's put t- on tea leaves or dip cigarettes yeah. in. That's all it is. So it's, it's not, not good, good for you, but it's no. not actual PCP, even though they think it was. It's just sherm. <laughs> it's just sherm. Yeah, you're smoking yeah. sherm, bro. I mean, but that's it. Still will fuck you up. It's yeah, it'll still get you a mess, but you're a fucking degenerate. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're smoking meth and drinking at the same right. time. That's probably bad. Jesus, man. So he was turned over to the state juvenile, uh, state division of juvenile services, and that was when he got sent to the Prairie Learning Center. He then he stayed clean for about a year, but then he, uh, so he came home after that, stayed clean for about a year, but then he started uh, drinking and smoking weed again. And according to young Brian here, quote, eventually I found meth again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> that's one thing you want to lose completely, usually. <laughs> I found meth again. Hey everyone, that, that was a that was a circle that he just completed. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a three sixty. You can't you can't do that. He found meth. Like he was like, yeah. what's that on? Oh wow, I stepped on something. I thought it was a rock. It's it's meth. Yeah, Look at that. That looks familiar. Yeah, might as well shoot it into my veins, I suppose. Hello, old friend. Hello, <laughs> hello again, my friend. <laughs> Stairway to stardom creeps its ugly head back in. <laughs> So he keeps, then he gets all back into everything. Once you find meth, the, the you know, it's all, the oh, wheels no. are off yeah. the fucking cart yeah. at that point. It's forget about good. it. Yeah. So he's convicted at sh- of shoplifting at age 12, disorderly conduct, uh, carrying concealed weapon by age what? 15, possessing drug paraphernalia and running away at 16, mm-hmm. uh, violating curfew, possessing alcohol at 17. He was just out late drinking, sure. probably in a park or something. He said things just kind of slowly progressed. But no. there's not. Meth is involved. There's no slow progression with meth. There's no progress happening no. at all. This no. is regress, right? You're, Degress? Well, you're uh, flying digress. down a hill. You're on yeah. a toboggan right now that you have no control over, and you're <laughs> flying down a... a you're like Clark, uh, Clark Griswold in Christmas yes. Vacation. You've put this new super fucking slick thing super on the bottom polymer. of your... T- and now you're going down the hill, and you have no control mm. over it, because that's meth. When you rub that on the bottom, yeah. that's meth he's rubbing on the bottom of his <laughs> thing there. It's not progress. No, no, it's Pro- meth, not progress. Progress means things are getting better, right? I mean, it Doesn't could get it? worse. You could progressively get worse, but... I suppose. Nothing's progressive once meth's involved, is what I'm no. saying. It's If it's at a two, you've yeah. you've cranked it from a two to a ten as soon as you Shit, fucking yeah. start adding meth into the equation, mm. putting that on the buffet. So, mm. 
His parents stood by him the whole time, though. Really? These two didn't even go, well, you know he's not really ours. There was none of that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that would be me so fast. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, listen, I don't, it's not I my DNA. It's, no. I'm helping. I don't know. It's... Yeah. His ladder doesn't look like mine. He just eats I, the same food. That's well, it. I just, it just sleeps in my house. <laughs> so once he turns 18, you'd think he'd go, oh, shit, now it can get serious because now he can be charged as an adult for things and not a child. Right. But instead, absolutely not. He immediately starts fucking up. Immediately. On July 5th of 98, he turns 18. And in the next two months, he just he's fucking up a lot. He had four felonies and several misdemeanors in two months. Right away. Right away. Ten Brand days. New adult. Yep. He, he's 18 for 10 days. He's a freshly minted adult mm. with a bloodstream full of methamphetamines, and he's arrested for harboring a runaway minor. Which Clean doesn't seem for 10 days. Doesn't seem good. Nine <sighs> days later, so mm-hmm. 19 days into his adulthood, he's arrested for possessing stolen property, including an ATM card that doesn't belong to him. Oh, boy. Other people's cell phones. Um, uh, tools and, you know, tools you would steal yeah. out of someone's garage or car and CD players that he took out of cars. He's robbing yeah. cars he's, is what he's oh doing. That's things. You, those are car phones. All yeah. things you get out of cars, robbing Absolutely. cars. Hey, everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show and tell you about a wonderful company that does fabulous things for your skin. Curology. Oh, Curology.com. C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Absolutely. And Curology, this is what makes them awesome and different. As you go uh-huh. on their website, you go to Curology.com, yeah. and then you figure out, they have you take a, a questionnaire. Sure. So it figures out exactly what kind of skin you have, exactly what your problems are, exactly what you're yeah. trying to figure out and get better, yeah. and then they figure out the perfect product for you. Oh, that's it's great. really awesome stuff. Yeah, it's personalized rather than having this just general... Because everybody's skin's different. I mean, skin, hair, all that's different for different people. So to have it personalized for you is fantastic. And they they make personalized prescription skincare products here. Uh, Their prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And it really is. It's really good stuff. For a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 when you go to Curology.com dot com slash small town go to curology.com slash small town for this free offer that's curology c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y dot com slash small town trial is 30 days applies only to your first box subject to consultation new subscribers only now back to the show this show small town murder is sponsored by BetterHelp. oh BetterHelp.com. Absolutely. And let me ask you this, Jimmy and everybody else. What's the first thing you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Let's just say it was magical. Oh, man. What do you take a nap, go for a run? Maybe you read, just catch up on some Another therapy session. Therapy, something like that. But the thing is, if time was unlimited, how would you make use of it? How would you decide what's important enough to make time for is the thing. So that's kind of how you have to think about it. Therapy can help you. Find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. That's Prioritize. Prioritize. What are your priorities? And that does help a lot. I know you've mm-hmm. actually talked about priorities oh, yeah. from yeah. therapy that they taught sure. you, you know, how to deal with stuff and how Absolutely. to figure out what your priorities are. Finding and, and isolating what's most important throughout the day and getting those tasks done first. Yeah. And then 
meandering down the list as you go. That's a, it's, a, it's a great way to do do things and file and your life away. Find what brings you joy, actually. Yeah. You might actually like. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's awesome. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SmallTownMurder today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash SmallTownMurder. Now back to the show. They found the items in his car after a citizen reported seeing him going down Main Avenue, purposely knocking over orange construction cones with his car and throwing (laughs) beer cans out of his window as he drank them. Wow, the brazen. (laughs) Dude, if you're going to go around, I've been a teenager doing dumb shit, not robbing cars because I'm not a thief type of person, but like. Going around, if you're committing criminal acts, you don't mm. go around going, woo, knocking over construction cones, pounding beers, throwing the cans out the window, going, yeah, woo, party. That's not how you lay low with a car full of stolen property. He's behaving like the like the the governor's son. Like like it's fine. Nothing. Nobody can. He. How does he think that he that nobody can can. <laughs> penalize him for this he had no money oh no good at home <laughs> he's fucking ricky that's what it is yeah he he, he, <laughs> he absolutely is a soldier james he sure does i believe in the background of that video that's what the kid was doing <laughs> knocking over cones with his car drinking beer and throwing cans yeah. out the window while he was doing shit and like setting Gasoline things on fire in his veins. Jesus. Yeah, yeah so uh then there was other two other teenagers with him he's showing off so he mm-hmm. was arrested and uh, they were arrested as well with him for being minors in possession of alcohol. So they were right. all drinking. So he <laughs> just throw those cans out the window, bro. Hold on. I'm going to hit all these cones. No one will notice. So, yeah, he's charged with three counts of unauth- unlawful entry into a vehicle, one count of possessing stolen property, one count of mm-hmm. possessing drug paraphernalia, which was not like a bowl or a bong, a mirror, syringes, and a spoon. <laughs> He's shooting up and snorting things, both. While he's driving. What, yeah. Well, it's, I'm taking this with me. I'm going to need to shoot something up later. So That's I better have, my, better have my my roadie spoon and, and needle. My roadie rig. My roadie hypo. That's what this is. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Also charged with driving under the influence as well because uh, he was on drunk and yeah. on drugs. He's driving a maroon 1988 Buick. His parents posted $250 bond. Oh, God, and, the embarrassment. Uh, that's that. Yeah, they're completely embarrassed by it. But again, yeah. it's not ours. We didn't. That's not. I didn't do it. My balls didn't. No, nope. it wasn't. So he filled I'm out the, the hero. I'm doing well. So he filled out a document for the court here, and he wrote that he was living in his car at the time. Oh, God. Even though he's not living in his car. Uh-huh. And that's because he said that, you know, he wanted a low bond. That's what it was. Yeah. So he gets the low bond. He's released. He is required to live at home and not leave the area. Right. Live with your parents and not leave. July 29th, uh, their pa- uh, Gordy and Barb wrote a letter to the court and said, Brian Erkstead has our permission to live at our home at 245 Laredo Drive. Brian must follow all rules set by his parents. We, his parents, will report all rule violations to the court. And his parents also requested that he be allowed to go to the cabin on weekends with them uh-huh, as well uh-huh. to, so they can keep an eye on him. And he said, yes, that's that's fine. So sure. he also 
gets out of that, comes home, and is arrested again like a week later oh, for driving without, a li- uh, driving without a license, liability insurance, and possessing marijuana and drug paraphernalia uh-huh. as well. So sure. he's a fucking... Boy, he's no, a mess. He's no, a mess. It's, and, if, it's and in a small area like this, when the cop sees him on the road, they pull him yeah. over because they just sure. know he's got shit. And he, he's right. definitely got weed. He's probably got meth and syringes and... People who carry rigs with them always have that, and right. you can yeah. always bust them for that. That's what they do. Hi, Brian. <laughs> yep. Now, he said he found out he was adopted, and this uh-huh. was the problem here, um, that you know, he said that he had a happy childhood, but he began to not have a happy childhood when he was a teenager because he found out he was adopted, and he struggled with that. And he said, I wanted to find out who my birth parents were. I was afraid of being rejected. I thought it was going to happen again. With his parents here, yeah. who've been nothing but nice to him. Right. Although never rejected him ever. No. Although when you're this much of a fuck-up, you might think, wow, how could they possibly put up with this for much longer? Jesus. Right. They yelled at me because yeah. uh, they're rejecting me. You have, you're 16 and had a concealed weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, and I don't know, see, I've never adopted a kid, so it might be totally different. You might you might have the same feeling toward them yeah. that you have for your biological kids. I've heard people say to, that. Right? and. And adopted kids have said their parents treat them like that, so it must mm-hmm. be. But I, I feel like there's something about if you rip a woman's taint out, that's like <laughs> on the way out. That's like when people invest a lot of money in something, they'll invest more because they don't want to give up what they've already put in. Like, I ripped right. a taint for you. Like, I'm going to make sure that you're not a piece of shit. I'm going to make right. sure. Whereas when I went in here, I didn't. had two holes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or three, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I have two. Now I have two. So um, Brian's life, what he's up to out yeah. here, he's got a girlfriend, and yeah. his buddy goes out with his girlfriend's sister, and they all pretty much live at the girlfriend's house in the basement. Oh, yeah. They have their own bedrooms down there, teenage girls. This <laughs> is, oh, wait till you hear about his friend, too. He's a fucking yeah. piece of work. So they live at 701 Sweet Avenue, which everybody, all the kids call Fuck. just the, the house. Sweet. Sweet Avenue. And it's kind of a dump. It's like a rented house. Of course They're, it is. They don't have nearly as much money as his parents, so yeah. his other house is much nicer. All the kids call it the house. Every group of teenagers has one house That's where the, the parents one. are, you know, fucking no count, and they let their kids do whatever they want in the house just so yeah. they'll think they're cool or whatever the fuck the reason is, or they don't care. or they're It's the one on Sweet. Sweet. 701 Sweet Ave. So at the time this is going on here, uh-huh. she uh, he's going out with a young lady named Amy Werner, who's 16 years old, and his friend is going out with Michelle Werner, who is her, her uh, Amy's 18-year-old sister here. Got okay, it. So they live in the basement bedrooms with these girls, essentially. They're always they there. Stay, the parents just, all right. Yeah, the mom, the girl's mom just lets it go. And they yeah. also, one of the girls has a twin brother, too, and he's there as well. So there's throw, throw him in the mix. It's a lot of teenagers. Although uh, his friend, who we'll talk about, uh, Brian's friend, is not a teenager and hasn't been for some time now. <laughs> <laughs> the one who's going out with the sister hasn't been for a while. Now, yeah. Amy, the girlfriend, she spent part of her life here in juvenile jail and group homes as well. She's a sure. bit of a... She's a bit of a mess. Um, apparently, Amy and Brian don't really talk about their past problems. That's not what bonds them somehow, no. even though they have similar backgrounds. Um, Amy said that they the the Gordy and Barb didn't would let they just let Brian do whatever he wanted. She said, "quote He didn't have rules. He really didn't talk to them that much. He didn't want to. His parents basically just left him alone." 
said that she, he didn't spend much time at home. She said the only time we would go to his house was when he could cook, uh, so he could cook me lunch or when his parents were out of town. Okay. Like when they were at work, she yeah. could go. They could go make lunch or when they're out of town. So what's going on in this fucking basement? All right, let's talk uh, about well, that. I mean, I could tell you a few things. A few things. It's pretty yeah. gross down there. It's I would, drug, sex, and rock and roll. For you don't sure. want to. You don't want to walk around there with a black light. Let me tell no. you something. It's going to be keep disturbing. Keep your shoes on. Yeah. Keep your shoes on, everybody. Everybody, keep your <laughs> shoes on. He is living there. They're drinking and smoking weed every day, and yeah. also taking meth three to four days a week as well. Whoa! I don't think Nate Dogg said that. No, they, I don't think he said smoke weed and shoot meth every day. <laughs> shoot meth every day. That was a different song completely. <laughs> so he would loved, he liked to steal so he could get money to buy drugs because, yeah. you know, he's doing a lot of meth and meth is kind of needed yeah, all the time. You, you need that one. Yeah. You need it. And it's, you need a lot of it all the time too. You got to keep right. buying it. It's one of those things. So he said, that's all we did all day and night. I wasn't really focused on anything else. The drugs were controlling me. I didn't think they were they were at the time, but now that I look back on it, this is from later, they really turned me into a monster. <laughs> I guess so. He's uh, so he said he's been he was mad at his parents a lot when he was a child, and he said and he kind of that was unfair to them. He said, "quote They did a damn good job of raising me. I just took a wrong turn." Okay, that's fair. After yeah. you described, you know, I found meth again, like it was. <laughs> I've known you for 35 minutes, and I'm, I can I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree a lot. You took a wrong turn. Yeah. So speaking of wrong turns, his friend, his buddy here, Robert Ray Lawrence. So Robert Lawrence, yeah. he is 27 at the time. Yikes. And he is living in this basement. With an 18-year-old With an 18-year-old girl, which mm. technically is legal, but... As a father, the whole thing is the whole thing is creepy. Yeah, it'll keep you out of jail, but it won't get it you. It won't keep not you. Hurt. I was going to say it won't keep your teeth in your mouth, but it'll keep you out of jail. <laughs> That's you know, show up yeah. at my house at twenty seven for my eighteen year old. We're gonna we're definitely gonna scrap in the front yard, but you you ain't welcome here. No, no, no. He's from Texas, yeah. and he was just paroled to North Dakota in May of ninety seven. What the fuck? Even, you know, because he's a grown man who gets paroled even, from states. <laughs> even less welcome. <laughs> even less welcome. You weren't welcome oh, just because wow. of your age. <laughs> it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> now it's your criminal. Yeah. And he's got a sister up in this area, and that's why he's coming. That's why he got paroled up here. And yeah. he has a job prospect as a roofer. So not even oh, a job right. as a roofer. No. A job prospect <laughs> to be a roofer. So. Yeah. He got in trouble, of course, in North Dakota, too, immediately upon getting there, clearly. Yeah. And uh, But he had served nine months in the state penitentiary in Texas, though. Sure. So, yeah, they were uh, – people here, though, were in North Dakota where they wanted to send him back to Texas, but they couldn't get a hold of the – there's a lot of red tape to sending him back to yeah. Texas. So, yeah, nobody wants him there. He gave false information to law enforcement in his last – in his last little bid there. So okay. um, they didn't know in North Dakota why he got out. None of his friends or anybody knew. So they said, though, that in the basement, uh, Amy said we had our own little apartment down there. They made like a little yeah. apartment. And a bunch of kids would hang out, large groups of kids. Uh, they said sometimes run away. Like if you ran away from home, you knew that was the place to go. Wow. You could go there and they'll hide you out for a few days. Like that's the that's the spot. If you got a bunch mm-hmm. of weed and you have nowhere to smoke it, you go there to smoke it. It's There's peanut butter sandwiches in the closet. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Even if you're out of them, though, you can still smoke <laughs> weed here. So yeah. and do meth for that matter. Sure. So Robert Lawrence 
Amy said, he's a person that I look up to. I love him. I love Robert. This is her sister's boyfriend. What about him makes you look up to him? She said he was protective of them and a big influence on the kids in the house, which is probably not good that he's a big influence. In fact, she said she thought of him as a dad to her. Oh, boy. As a a dad. (laughs) This is, she wants a dad, I think. How old is she? She 16. has a dad, right? You, not around. Uh, I mean, no. not around at all. Uh, not present. Not present. No, God, no. So that's not good. If, if dad was around, do you think she'd look at him as a dad? Probably no. a 27-year-old no. convict. She'd Jeez. look at him as the guy who dad chased out of the yard with a fucking 357. <laughs> that's, that's what, what he she'd should look at. be, yeah. Yeah, with a machete over his head. Yeah. <laughs> Time uh, to come back. Wow. Amy said he was in charge of me, Naomi, uh, who's her 15-year-old sister, who's also on the premises here, and Brian, meaning Brian, who's Robert's friend. Uh, She said that her mother uh, didn't – I'll give the mother. This is the mother, Pam. Quote, they wouldn't listen to us, so she let Robert try to control the children for her. She just abdicated oh, responsibility to some 27-year-old fucking convict who lives in the, in her basement and fucks her teenage daughter. And so, might have a job one day as a roofer. Yeah, and might have a job as a roofer. By the way, they're all doing meth down there. Yeah, That's course. also there. Yeah. That's We'll let that happen. So, holy shit. But she said that that didn't work either because, quote, he didn't tell them to do anything. Well, no. no but except he told suck one his dick. That's, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. He want, and then Amy said he wanted us to have fun and do whatever the hell we wanted because he didn't get to when he was younger. That's what one of the kids said. I guess Robert's mother died in a car accident when he was very young, and he was locked up most of his life, basically. He's right. been in, in and out of jail. So this is a mess. He didn't get to have fun because he was in jail this for is doing a f- not. <laughs> fucking mess. Wow. <laughs> so Michelle is Robert's girlfriend. She's mm-hmm. the 18-year-old. She said she never saw Robert violent. Quote, he would go hit a sign or a pole before he would even think about hitting me. Well, that's good. That's I, violence. That's <laughs> Before he would, I mean, you're next. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> she felt, I mean, I was next, but it was like he usually went through his yeah, progressions got, before he got to the, me. He's got to get the stop sign and the pole first. Yep. She said that another friend said that Robert got violent when he drank alcohol. This friend said when Robert was drinking, he could he would get violent and stupid. I feel like he's stupid probably when he's sober also, but Likely. stupider. When it was alcohol, things got stupid is what this guy says. He said that he never saw Brian ever get violent. Even after they ran in, they, they got into a spat, I guess, this guy that he's talking about. And this man said, I hit Brian. And even then, Brian wasn't a vi- He didn't have a violent reaction. He was like, yo, what the fuck, it. man? Yeah. Let's let's wow. talk about this. Like he was a more of a chill guy. And Amy said she never saw Brian ever violent. Quote, Brian would get angry and he'd go for a walk. Which is healthy. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Um, she describes Brian as quiet, sensitive, and smart, saying, quote, he'd basically do anything for me. He knows how to have fun. He used to make us all laugh all the time. That's okay. Brian. So Brian and Amy are going to get married, by the way. Okay. <laughs> the look on Jimmy's face right now, his eyes got about three how? times the size. Like, oh, no. that's How? <laughs> how how many kids are they going to have yeah. in a trailer by the time they're 24? They'll be lucky to have a, a shit single wife. You can't be married in somebody's basement. No. No. That you share with others. Right. (laughs) It's a fucking romper room. Amy said that Brian had two goals in life, to find his birth mother and ask why she gave him up for adoption. 
Oh what difference God. does it make? That's, that, if that's eaten, well, who cares yeah. at this point? But I get Why it. Is that? I, I understand the like the yeah, want, I but it. I don't. That shouldn't be a goal. Maybe it doesn't matter. How about a, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, if I run across her, if I run into her over at the old Piggly Wiggly, maybe we'll discuss it. But if not, <laughs> maybe not maybe a, a degree and, and a, maybe education so, and a job. Yeah. Those are goals. Why and maybe stop shooting meth into your arms yeah, would be helpful yeah. as well. So why did she give him up for adoption? And his other goal is to have a baby boy of his own to not give up for adoption. Huh. Damn it, and to yeah. and to you know be a good dad too. Right. So. She said that they were going to get married. They were going to do it. Amy said the first time she met Brian's parents, it was to announce that they were going to get married. And Barb's reaction was, this is what Amy said, his mom said, let me know when you're moving out so I can get you some stuff for your apartment. Congratulations, you two. Like, she's totally excited. Not, are you out of your fucking mind? Right. I assume you've got an apartment on the way. Great job. You're not marrying this basement-dwelling fucking... Right. You know, you're not doing that. So. You're getting married, so obviously you have jobs and an apartment oh, on the way. everything's all so set up, right? Let me know when I can get you the plates and so Let me know when I can get you a love seat. So <laughs> September 16th and into the day of 17th, and over overnight here, 1998, okay? Oof, okay. There's a guy here that uh, named Rick Storhog. Storhog yeah. here. Rick mm-hmm. said he has been drinking with Brian and Lawrence here all day long. They've yeah. been drinking all day. They started on September 16th at 10 in the morning. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, by the evening, they had mm-hmm. been drinking all day, smoking weed. But then by evening, they're like, well, that's boring, drinking and smoking weed. Let's take it up a notch with some speed balls. Jesus. Which, yeah, that's a good one. That's just you know, meth and coke and, you know, with anything, any kind of upper you can melt into something and shoot into your veins. We've got too much weed and alcohol. We got to get, <laughs> get excited. I'm, I'm bored. I'm yeah, starting to get sleepy over here. this party up. Once you've been drinking for 10 hours, I guess you start to get sleepy. <laughs> I don't want to nap yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus. They had bought, I guess they bought a quarter of weed that night, so they were smoking uh-huh. that. That's it was about, about 1 a.m. here. This uh, of the morning of the 17th, night of the 16th, Amy and Michelle hanging out with their boyfriends here, and they're hanging out, Brian and Robert and Lawrence in the basement, obviously. And Amy said that Brian and Robert had, quote, smoked some crank and dropped acid a little while before that. Okay. So smoking crank, drinking, dropping acid. These are, wow, that's a lot. And Michelle said they were pretty trashed at that point in time. I believe it. Yeah, uh, Ryan Werner, one of the brothers of the of Amy and Michelle, the twin brother of one of them, there said that Lawrence, Robert Lawrence, came into his room, his sheeted off, cordoned off section, section of, of the basement, the basement. <laughs> knocking on a sheet, <laughs> and woke him up. And quote, uh, he told me that they were going to kill Brian's parents and not to tell anyone. Shh, don't Why'd tell you anyone. tell me? <laughs> Why'd you wake me up? I was asleep. Oh, I hung out. By the way, this is I hung out in the in this fucking basement. I hung out in the basement where the parents were literally letting Satanic Bill take up yeah. one uh, sheeted off section, and this other guy who was this ex marine crazy guy that I sold weed for sometimes, who was like thirty five years old, slept in another quarter of the basement, and we all yeah. hung out down there. So this basement, I'm, I can see this basement. I can smell. I can yeah. smell the mildew down there. I can smell it. <laughs> smells like cat shit down here. Uh, smells like cat shit. So, yeah, I thought, we're going to go kill my parents. Don't tell anyone. He said, I thought they were joking. 
He said he didn't go along. He said, well, I can't help. I got school in the morning. So they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, school's good. I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. Robert Lawrence said that there were, um, later on, he came back when he saw them. He said, quote, Robert Lawrence said there were either two corpses or stiffs in the back of the pickup and it smelled like death. What? This was when he got woken up again later, which probably felt like two seconds to him. Yeah. So Amy, apparently, let's talk about them. On the day of the 16th, Amy spent the day (laughs) attending Alcoholics Anonymous meetings at 16, then going home. Oh, then she had to go to drug and alcohol treatment after that as well. Oh, yeah. AA, drug treatment, then went home and drank beer and uh, did meth. (laughs) It's working out. So that's working out just perfectly here. Hey, everybody, just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about a sponsor that can keep you safe, yeah. Simply Safe. SimplySafe.com, S I M P L I Safe.com. Absolutely. Did you know that according to FBI property crime data, most home break ins happen in broad daylight? Oh, my. Is that yeah. right? So as the days are getting longer this spring, yeah. you want to protect your home with Simply Safe. It's the award-winning home security system that Jimmy and I both use. Yeah. Protect our homes, our studios, customers, and experts. Everybody is in agreement about one thing, and that Simply Safe is awesome. And you install your system your way. It's easy to do it yourself. Even we did it, so you can do it. Uh, or you can get their professionals to do it for you. You can test it out with absolutely no risk to you with Simply Safe 60-day risk-free trial. You don't love it? Return. Turn it for a full refund. You bet. So protect your home today. Our listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash small. That's simply safe, S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com slash small. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Now back to the show. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She said she's partying at the house when they asked here, the boys, Brian and Robert, asked if they could borrow her red Geo Metro. <laughs> Can we borrow your shit box? Right. Yeah, of course she has a three-cylinder Metro. She said, for what? And they wouldn't tell her. So she uh-huh. said, no, I'm not taking I'm not going to fucking lend it to you if you won't even tell me why. And right. so she said, you know, I'll, I'll, they all, let's go look for, they went to look for him eventually. Uh-huh. So yeah. they take the car. They end up at, the Erkstad house. They end up at Brian's house. Okay. So they, I guess Brian and Robert had told her they were going to kill the parents, but she thought they were joking, but now she was going to check up on them. Uh-huh. When they arrive, they, and they get into the Erkstad's garage. Amy said she waited in the garage while, um, he went inside. He said, we killed our parents. And she's like, no, you didn't. And she, she said, well, he said, well, come over there then come with us. So they end up in the garage 
She waits in the garage while he goes inside. Brian comes back out and said uh, in the garage and said they're still awake. So, oh, I guess this was before he killed them. He said, we're going to kill our parents. And she said, no, you're not. And he said, well, bring me over there. I'll show you. And she said, yeah, right. Let's go over there then. She thought he just wanted to get something from his house is what she said. So they're they're still awake. So at this point, she says that Brian and Robert went into the house together and she heard a man yell and then a woman scream. She said then Brian and Robert returned to the garage and they both had knives in their hands. Oh, boy. She said that Brian began to pace around the garage saying, what did I do? What did I do? And so she went into the house to see what the fuck happened, which I wouldn't yeah. have done that. No. But Amy goes into the house and sees Gordy lying on the floor in the hallway. She said she walked past his body and went to an upstairs bedroom where she saw Barb up there. Yeah. And she said... You know, immediately, obviously, called 911, right? right you know, right. no. Yeah. She, she came back and, quote, I told them that she was still alive because she was <sighs> breathing. Don't so worry. They, you only so killed they, one. So they started kicking her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess Lawrence, uh, Robert Lawrence starts screaming, cut her jugular vein, while Brian repeatedly slashes at her throat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, that's fucking wild. So, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. So then she said, I told them that his friends need help because they did a bad thing is when she got home. Because uh, I don't think this girl, I don't, this is a different girl she got a, they got a ride from. This is not Amy, by the way. Okay. I thought it was Amy the whole time I was did the, put this together. Another girl with the Geo it's Metro? another girl they were hanging out with. Okay. Yeah. So no, another girl. I don't think the Geo, I think the Geo Metro is Amy's, but she won't okay. let them use it. So this girl got takes it. them in her car. So yeah, this girl <sighs> goes back and said that she told, I told him that his friends needed help. They went back mm-hmm. to talk to Ryan, who's the, the brother there, uh, back at the other house. And then they drove, uh, they said at that point, Brian and Robert drove Gordy's pickup uh, here. They said it was into a tree, but they ended up driving their Cadillac into a tree and stealing the pickup truck. Okay. Okay. But they took the pickup truck and they put the bodies there and they drove them out to another location that we'll talk about, and okay. dumped the bodies out. After wow. that, they drove back, washed the pickup truck, and went home. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? Then they were planning on leaving the area, Brian and Robert, but before that, they gave, wow, they gave this girl who went to the house a gas can. Uh-huh. And she said, quote, I was supposed to burn the bodies. <sighs> that was the plan. That was that was what she they told her to do. You go and burn the bodies now. Out in the field. I don't, I don't understand what's the point. Well, yeah, I guess they devise a plan where Brian and Robert uh-huh. are going. This is 18 to life now. This is 18 yeah. to life hardcore. So, oh, yeah. They've, uh, they devise a plan where they're all going to run away. Robert, mm-hmm. Brian, the two girls, and the brother as well, Ryan. Uh-huh. They're all going to go. Everybody's going. They're all going to take off together. This Ryan said he went home to pack his clothes for everybody. They was going to pack up everybody's shit. But the cop showed up at the house because he had skipped school that day, and he's <laughs> such a truant fuck that when he skipped school, the cops show up at his house. That's how truant he is. You can't miss one more day or the cops show up. All right, I'll be here every day. Every Unless day. Unless there's a double murder. <laughs> yep. Eventually, the cops broke him down, and he showed the cops a bag of bloody clothes and shoes that they had during the murders, and um, he had put them in a bag and hid them behind a chair in his room. Oh, so they my find God. that. Yeah. The so truant officers found that? 
the cops would later on. They're going to come search wow. the house. They okay. show up, and then it, it all goes from there. Uh, so imagine that. That's an eventful day for the truant yeah. officer. Did you find any kids? <laughs> no, but I found murder evidence. I found bodies. So at that point, let's talk about the, the wounds here. Uh-huh. Gordy has 13 stab wounds on his head and neck. Oh, good Lord. Eight stab wounds on his arms and hands. They're uh-huh. misses He's and defensive yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Barb has nine stab wounds on her back and multiple other stab wounds all over her body, and her throat's been slashed out a lot. Right. Multiple bruises on her body and a fractured rib as well because wow. they had kicked the shit out of her also. Yeah. So terrible what they did to these fucking Horrible. people. Then, then dumped them out in a field somewhere. So the next day, the girl who helped them with all this who drove them yeah. there she lied to the cops about what she knew and uh she said though eventually she relented and she's the one who led the police to the bodies God. and she said i told the truth because quote i knew this was wrong well, well no I mean, shit you didn't tell the truth at first <laughs> no no not <laughs> at all at first yeah that's fucking crazy so they discover the crime scene after amy ends up going to the police station and said that her, her boyfriend may have, may have done something to someone oh. here. So first she tells him she didn't know what happened. She's like, I don't know what happened. Then she does. Yeah. But all she does know is when they left and were doing all this shit, she, they left at 1 in the morning and then came back at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And she was like sitting on the porch waiting for them. And Brian showed up and said, you're pissed, aren't you? <laughs> and she said, don't you know when to come home to my house? And he said, well, I was at a party. Mm-hmm. So Boy, what a party! She, what a party! She didn't go to school. She went back downstairs and went to sleep. And then her mom, Pam Stockard, mm-hmm. woke them up and said that you didn't go to school. What the fuck? The cops are going to come, and then they did. So, <laughs> what the shit? Amy said she was at a friend's house later that day when she found out what happened. She said she was pissed. She said she was screaming furiously and pounding on the ground. She said she asked for a gun, which she intended to use on herself. Okay. Because her boyfriend killed his parents. That's, um, wow. Her 19-year-old sister, Michelle, I guess she's 19 now, uh, she said that she found out, she said, I was shocked. I couldn't believe they'd do, so- they'd do something like that. Uh, she said it was like, it wasn't like they were totally happy, but they weren't scared shaking. They didn't act like they just slaughtered two people, yeah. which is weird. So they go search the the house, the basement house, not the murder scene first. That's where they found some stuff to begin with. They find uh, they're looking for baseball bats, bloody clothes, shoes, bed sheets, blankets. They find a bath towel with blood stains on it, latex gloves, uh, all sorts of shit like that. Yeah. That sort of thing here. Um, the girls, by the way, here they decided, well, we're going to flee the state, the state, the state, and go and fucking go to Texas with them, mm-hmm. where you're, where the other guys also wanted. Right. What's two places we're wanted? Let's stay out of those. What do you say? Where the penalty for this is way worse. It's fucking terrible. So Amy said, though, at the last second we stayed, they didn't want us to get hurt. Yeah. Also, you're you're a minor, and you're gonna. Right. That's what another fucking thing to look for. So they said they wished they had gone though. They because they both both of these young ladies wished they had gone with them because they vow to stick to their plans to marry these young men. Good lord. Whether they're in prison or not, that's what you <sighs> want to do at sixteen. Throw your life away completely. They carved up this dude's parents. Like, yeah. What, wow. Why would and you want to even lie to you about it? Yeah. Right. Amy said, I have no doubt about it that I am marrying him. People mm. make mistakes, but I love Brian and I always will. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. She said, well, you know, 
Why'd they do it? They asked Amy, and she said, it's a mystery. It was probably all the drugs they were on. And Pam said the same thing. They probably didn't realize it until the following day. If only they didn't have a basement to do constant meth in. (laughs) Holy shit. So instead of leaving right away, uh, Robert uh, here gives Ryan Werner a ride to Bismarck High, drops him off at school. Bye, Ryan. Then that's while Brian and Amy sleep. And then Brian and Amy woke up. A group of friends all piled in the old Cadillac. Uh, that he stole from his mother after he killed her. And they drove to Stanton, where Brian visited a friend in jail at 11.30 in the morning. The balls on this kid. They wanted to visit his friend JJ, Jeremy Jacobson, because he'd been planning on visiting him. And he hadn't had a chance yet with all the murder and meth and everything. So I I told him I'd visit, and I probably should get some some pointers on how my life is going to go. Fucking Christ. They said, too, they (laughs) probably get a couple of pointers. Yeah, he knows some stuff. They said that they weren't too concerned about being seen driving Gordon's pickup either. Uh, even Pam said she wondered why there was a brand new pickup outside of her house. Uh-huh. She said, I didn't have the foggiest idea what happened. They go to the murder house, the cops do, and they did a tactical entry because they didn't know if anyone was yeah, inside. Right. They saw blood before they even got inside. It was in the on the fucking driveway. Wow. All over the garage, in on the door between the garage and the house. They did a terrible job of cleaning this place. Well, also, they stabbed two people. There's going to be blood everywhere. Everywhere. All those times, there's like 30 oh, stabs God. between everybody. They said that when they got into the home, they said uh, they immediately saw that something was terribly wrong in there. And they said the house was disheveled with books and broken glass and mail and papers strewn about. Bloody drag marks showed two different distinct bloody drag marks from the bodies that showed that they were pulled from an upstairs hallway and bedroom out to the garage, large pools of blood on the carpet in the upstairs hallway in the bedroom. They were stabbed, they say, within a few feet of each other. They were initially stabbed immediately. Then they dragged the father down. Blood spatters and smear marks are all over the fucking place. The master bedroom is a bloodbath, essentially, here. Um, and like the drawers are pulled out of the dresser to make it look like somebody yeah. tossed the place here. The they had they found three knives lying in the kitchen sink: a large chef's knife, a fillet knife, and another knife that was broken in half with pieces missing from its tip. I think oh, I know God. where they are. Yeah, where the tip knowledge. is. Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, they said that there's defensive wounds on them, and uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's a it's a disaster. Now. Um, <laughs> Amy said that, yeah, she had drank quite a bit, smoked weed, and took meth or coke or something on the night of the murders here. And she was pretty messed up, but, you know, she thinks she knew what was going on that night, so she didn't didn't even think he did it. The bodies are found in Selfridge, North Dakota, which is on the Mandan, it's a Standing Rock Indian Reservation. Okay. So that's, you know, Mandan territory here, and it's dumped in a field about, it's 50 miles south of Mandan, the town. And that's where they find them, just dumped in a field. Mm-hmm. And that one girl took them. So then they find out the night before they had been talking to everybody about killing their girlfriend, their parents, but they just, no one took them seriously. Everyone wow. thought they were kidding. They were being like goofy. I'm going to go kill my parents. Yeah, right. The one friend said, Brian didn't get along with them. He was having problems with them. No, th- he was having problems, <laughs> not with them. They didn't do anything to him except bail him out of jail. Right. They were about write to letters buy him- to judges new new stuff for his apartment that he can't afford jesus christ so they said that as for the room amy here amy and michelle denied no 
uh, hearing their boyfriends talk about killing them that night and saying it wasn't premeditated, mm-hmm. even though it clearly was. Yeah. And uh, they said, as for the rumors that Brian and Robert drove around with the bodies in the pickup and showed them off and took them to a party, Amy said, that's just false. That's ridiculous. Quote, I just want the rumors to, sc- to s- at school to stop. Imagine being her now. Oh, my God. That is wild. Uh, yeah. That's fucking crazy. So reactions here, obviously, people are like, holy shit. One friend actually says that Brian uh, described him as a calm guy but has an explosive, insane temper. Insane. Like you would pound plate glass till you yeah, cut yourself right. type of thing. Mm-hmm. He's very calm till he snaps. Everyone said of the of Gordy and Barb, quote, two of the nicest people you ever want to meet. Oh. It was a nice, they said, quote, just regular middle class people that live up and down the street. It's the last thing you'd expect in this neighborhood. Right, right. <laughs> so they're doing a nationwide search for these two fucking idiots. Where are they? Where well, the hell did they, they go? They, they drove off. They have a whole thing for them. Uh, Robert's 5'11", 175. The other one's six feet tall, 155 or whatever. They're saying we have significant evidence. we got to find these two. They arrest them in Texas Okay, in the pickup truck still, driving dad's really? pickup truck. Smart. Real mm. bright, these two. Yeah. So they're arrested on two counts of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, theft Where of the property. Where the fuck were they going to go in dad's truck? They were just, they just figured, well, it's, I mean, my dad's truck, it's fine. I, I don't know what they were they were doing here. They want to have a change of a venue from yeah. Bismarck area because they said there's so much publicity with all this. Yeah. And they go, nah, not too much for you. You're good, probably. So they do that. While they're in Texas in jail, Amy and Michelle took their phone calls from there uh-huh. And while they, they transfer them up to North Dakota, takes their phone calls. They go there at night to try to see them through the outside windows. They stand outside what? the jail and wait for them to come to the windows so they can wave at them and probably flash their tits or something. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, these bitches. Yeah. Um, Amy said, it's really funny. I had to teach Brian how to use a credit card, you know, that he stole from his parents. I added that <laughs> part. But, yeah, to pay for his gas right at the pump before he left, you know, as I aided and abetted him fleeing a murder charge. Somebody else's credit card, obviously. And warned him not to use the same card all the time or he'd get caught. Very Girl, nice. what? <laughs> oh, my God. So they asked Pam. Where is your dad? You know, where, it's exactly where is you because your mom is here yeah, quote right. they asked pam about it and she said just because this happened i don't hate the guys i've never seen that violent side of them i can't hate them it's hard i have to believe that they did it though they're fine yeah. <laughs> they're all good don't I worry about believe it because it there's so much evidence oh uh, so brian's in jail for a while yeah. he becomes with he what he says overwhelmed with grief and shame and he cuts his wrists so he said that he was bleeding to death and unconscious when he was taken to the emergency room. But the prosecutor has a different way of putting it, that he made a half-hearted fucking <laughs> hack at himself for attention, basically. It wasn't a real suicide attempt. Um, so they have different differing views on that. Uh, he started seeing a minister that comes to the jail every week. Yeah. And immediately he said right away he decided that he needs to turn his life over to the Lord and things will be better. Okay. Brian said, I decided that's what I want. I want everything to be okay. Nobody else was here for me, so I turned my life over to Christ, and I feel a lot different now. Okay. You know, that's not helpful for court. Yeah. He said, even though I may not ever get out of prison, Jesus will love me, and someday I'll be reunited with my family. Let's hope not, because Gordy's going to kick your ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fucking helicopter mechanic style. So, um, yeah, this this is insane. So 
there's a plea that they're trying to get worked out that they never get worked out. While they're trying to get a plea worked out, his lawyer comes and says that people are putting glass in Robert Lawrence's food. Oh, really? And the they decide jail officials don't know if the glass actually was put in his food or if uh, if things might have fallen in it from all the construction projects underway <laughs> at the prison. Just ground up glass fell from the ceiling on. That's a warden that hates him anyway. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't shit. know. Could have come from anywhere. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff. There's dust everywhere. You know how it gets. <laughs> wow. Ni- September 4th, 1999 here. Pam here. Yeah. Pam Stocker, the girl's yeah. mom, has to plead guilty to neglect. Thank yeah. fuck. Thank also. God. Yeah, yeah, someone hold fucking parents responsible for something here. So felony child neglect and wow. contributing to the delinquency of, of a minor, which is a misdemeanor there. So okay. a felony and a misdemeanor, they file charges, and they said that she allowed them to move in and basically take up residence with her minor children and allowed minors to use drugs and alcohol in her house and allowed right. her children to associate with disreputable individuals. And, um, yeah, they said actions completely inappropriate for a parent, Blah, blah, blah. She could go to five. She could get five years in prison for this. Wow. <laughs> so I hope she does. Wow. Uh, Amy said at this point she goes to the Erksted's house every day, almost every day, and stands outside crying. Really? She said, it just pisses me off to know that I'm not going to be able to go there and get him at his house. Oh, my That's God. That's why she she's upset. fucked up. Yeah, she's upset because he's in jail. So uh-huh. Brian's trial is... They get Amy to testify, and they. this is from the newspaper. Amy Werner also took the stand, but she clearly did not want to be there, although she initially answered the prosecutor's questions as the queries became more incriminating to the defendants. Her answers came more reluctantly and sometimes sarcastically. Dressed in a black leather jacket, she looked <laughs> aggravated and swiveled her chair back and forth as the questions came. She rarely looked at the uh, prosecutor and paused for, quote, several minutes before answering some of his questions. Several minutes? Several minutes. I will fuck this trial up because you have my boyfriend. That is amazing. in a courtroom is in... Causing silence is pandemonium. That's crazy. (laughs) Holy shit. That's wild. So they have all the evidence in the world. Tons of people saw and they told everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, They're only... They don't really have a lot of defense here, honestly. No. Their defense is that... I didn't mean it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know how you'd say it. So they're found guilty of, of murder, obviously, times two. Now, the sentencing, he says that... He wants to tell the judge, Brian, before sentencing that the oh. night last night I was crying and I was praying, saying, please give me another chance. Please, Lord. And I feel like Jesus is with me. Yeah. And the judge says, you, sir, may fuck off life with parole. Is that right? With parole. It is uh, life with parole plus 10 years to run consecutively. So if he gets paroled for that life, now he's got another 10, though. Ten. Yeah. Okay, that's for the theft and all that kind of shit. He says... That Brian says he couldn't be more happy that his, he was spared and he could possibly get parole. He said, quote, I owe it all to Jesus Christ. Jesus did this. Jesus is going, Brian, no. that's I had not. Brian, stop right now. You murdered I, people, Brian. I'm happy they're putting you away, Brian. This, you can, yes, this is my doing. And <laughs> Did you misunderstood what the judge said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he said he's, you know, he's happy with that. He does an interview after this where he says that 
he quote, I don't want to go into the past, but he says, someday when I have figured it out myself, I'll talk about it. But he just wants to talk to the kids and tell them not to do stuff like this. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. That's his hey, thing. Hey, kids, don't kill your parents. <laughs> he said he plans to use the rest of his life to try to help others, even for prison. He wants to warn young people about drug use and the importance of sticking with their family, just not murdering them. That's yeah. drug use, whatever. Don't kill your parents. He said, I want to try to turn some people's lives around. I know I can. I don't have a lot of faith in you. They appeal based on the fact that they didn't get to change venue because of the publicity. Yeah. And the the court says, you can go fuck yourself. Eat dicks. Mm-hmm. Go back to prison. Um, <laughs> the Erkstads, the girls, the his two sisters, sure, Brian's yeah, yeah. sisters, sue the state of Texas for letting this guy basically run around unsupervised in in oh, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lose, though. The court rules okay. in favor of Texas. Well, you're not going to, you can't sue Texas. They win all the yeah, time. <laughs> they're not going to, you can't sue a state. They're, they're a just suing the whole state. <laughs> no shit. We, we'd all sue them for embarrassment. No. So, 2014, Brian finds a harsh reality that he didn't realize. What's he said, that? Not, not until September 2014, this is from a court document, when the petitioner received a letter from the parole board, did he learn of the current interpretation of the law and learn he's not eligible for parole until February of 2047. <laughs> <laughs> wait, when wait, wait. <laughs> when he's 67 years old. After that, he has to serve at least eight and a half more years from the other one. So his earliest early is 75 years old before Brian's he's eligible. Been walking around prison going, I'm getting out soon. I'm getting out. You bitches can suck it. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. When I'm almost 80? Shit, almost 80. And then and he so he tries to fight it and yeah. does a, 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 a for relief in the courts, puts a yeah. thing in for relief. And the North Dakota Supreme Court dismisses his case to seek relief. He's not even allowed to seek it. Eat dicks. See in, <laughs> see in 2055, cunt boy. And Brian, he's gone. this is them going Bye. lenient on you, you yep. fucking idiot. You owe, you owe it all to Jesus, Brian. You can thank. Where's Jesus now? You can thank him. Because he, I thought Jesus set all this up. You're going to blame him now, or is this still, now is it your fault, finally? He, he doesn't, he didn't realize that nope. the penalty for killing two people was going to be steep. Nope. Without parole, he'd get out in 2100. So, literally. Good luck, Bry, Bry guy. There you go. Stick with the Bry and see you soon. You got it. Eighteen and life to go. What a fucking moron! <laughs> Sebastian Bach crooning outside of his fucking jail cell. That everybody is Bismarck, North Dakota. See why we went a little bigger city? Yeah. It was worth it. There you uh, go, everybody. If you like that, tell the world. Give a review on whatever app you're listening on. Audible, fucking Apple Podcasts, this one, that one, whatever. It helps a lot. Do that. Shut up and give me murder.com. <laughs> tickets to all the live shows mm. you want out there. Chicago, August 12th. Get your tickets. Dallas, Atlanta, Charlotte. Get your tickets. Couple yeah. left in Philly as well. That's there. Patreon.com slash crime and sports. Oh. $5 or above. Tons of bonus shit. Two new ones every week. This week, you're going to get Theme Park Disasters Part yeah. two, want to hear about kids flying hundreds of yards off of roller coasters? We fucking got it for you. Then we're going to talk about Stanford Prison Experiment. Are people scumbags? Fuck yeah, they are, especially when you let them be. And that's that. We'll talk all about that shit. Patreon.com slash crime and sports. Plus, you get a shout out at the end of the regular show. Follow us on social media mm-hmm. at Murder Small on Twitter, at Small Town Murder on Instagram, and uh, threads and at Murder Small or at Small Town Pod on Facebook. Right. Do that. Follow us on social media. It's all on the website. Shut up and give me murder.com. That's right. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Fuckers, we're out, turkeys. Have a good one.
not meth. What? <laughs> Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Small Town Murder early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Ding! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have a crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. <laughs> Judy Justice, only on Freebie.